0: Thank you again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. My name is Jerome. Thank God it's Friday. Um, this is a beautiful morning on the uh, Memorial Day weekend. What's happening, people? Man, I'm supposed to be on my way to Dallas, Texas. Unfortunately, I cannot get the weekend off. I want to give a big congratulations to my beautiful, smart, and intelligent niece. She is graduating from high school. Your uncle loves you. Um, so let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Why is it so important? Or no, why are we so surprised when Black America really finds out that there is a, an aggressive population, a subculture, so to speak, of active racist white people That are planning, communicating, building wealth, raising families, and today's society. See... I want to take a moment of silence to um all of the families that's been affected by these mass gun shootings. And I also want to say that these things are horrible. Are horrible. I don't know what the motivation was for the young man, the young murderer. Because that's what he is. I'm going to call him for for what he is. Um, In Texas. I really didn't understand it. I'm not exactly sure what the motivation was for the black guy. That was in a subway in New York. Really don't understand what his motivation was. I think. In. That instance, that's a pretty much a runoff that does happen, right? Black people have participated in mass shootings. Very rarely do you see these mass shootings outside of our own community. You know, black people are known for killing their own people, not killing anyone else. But when it came down to um, the situation in Buffalo, I found it really interesting that a lot of people really, really brushed off exactly what he was saying. And if you listen to my podcast about last week, where he literally encouraged other shooters to go out and create a heinous act. Not to say that this gentleman in Texas was connected to him. But I find it very, very strange that once this dude put this information out on social media, that we realized that there was another mass shooting. I'm going to leave it there with him. And I want to come back to my community because. I'm not even exactly sure if or how. Even if we could process these things right now. All of those are shootings are rooted in hate, evilness. I mean, there's no way around it. I don't give a damn what's going on. When you kill if you noticed, right? If you noticed this guy Peyton stated That he contemplated on shooting children or a church. He contemplated that. But he decided not to. So we understand what Peyton's. um, The Buffalo shooter. We understand what his motivation was. At least I do. I heard it very, very clear. And basically he was making an example. He was sounding the troops. He was telling everyone, you know what? If you really care about the European race here in the Western Hemisphere, We have to do something and we have to do something now. Oh, yeah. He put it out there. And this was specifically about, in his mind, protecting the legacy of his people. He had a white supremacist mind frame. Now, the reason why I am bringing this up, and I also wanted to make sure that I mentioned the other shooters. Because. It wasn't clear they didn't leave a manifesto behind. This young man did this young murderer did. And what I'm starting to realize is, is that we. We. As a people, and I've been saying this, we have to be more careful in regards to how we view our community as being protected. So we know that there's going to be random violence. And as a result of that, black people are being killed. By other black people. And there is a problem with that. Make no mistake about it. But let's just say if someone studied every urban and rural area within the United States and there was an all-out attack on our community at one time. What would happen? It would be bloodshed. It would be pandemonium. It would be. It would be. Atrocious. Because right now. What we're. What I've been talking about for years. Is. The, semiotic, the semi-automatic weapon does not, and I repeat, does not belong in a civil society. Those two people, within, let's just say, less than an hour and a half were able to kill 34 people. 34. So I know a lot of you all are going to be saying, Jerome, what do you mean? Are you saying that our community is under attack? Absolutely. I've been saying that, but we don't see it. Until, until we see examples of this. See, because our community, we won't understand that we're being occupied. Until there's bloodshed from the other side oh yeah we'll allow businesses and corporations to set up in our community that don't look like us to disrespect us to sell us unhealthy foods we'll allow all of that we'll allow these corporations to come through and and, and, and give us 500 and 400% loans even though we have our own banks We'll allow that. Hey, what's the, you know, what's the, what's the use of that? You know, we're allow Planned Parenthood to to not only market, but to have clinics in our neighborhoods all over the United States. So our women and girls teenage girls can go there and kill our children. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. We'll allow schools that has never accepted or tolerated African Americans until our son or daughter can run, jump, shoot, hit, or overachieve from an educational standpoint to come and cherry pick the best of our children out of our education system, we'll allow that. Oh, it's nothing wrong. Let them go. We don't think that's an attack. We want buy. We want. We want go on the Senate floor and say, "Hey, you know what? The amount of money that's been taken from African Americans within the marijuana trade is in the billions. No, no, no. It's in the trillions. Forget the reparations part. Well, no, 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 no. Matter of fact, don't forget that. But let's talk about this. We need the names, the dates. The times. The prison sentences. And you need to give that back. See, we don't think that that's important. Okay, so Jerome, where are you going with this? You talk about the same things all the time. I let you guys know we're not an echo chamber here. So for the people that's not ready to hear this type of talk, you know what? I understand if you disagree, it's OK. It's cool. But we need to know. About white supremacist activity, because as much as you saying that what I'm saying does not make sense, God damn it, it makes perfect sense to them. It makes perfect sense. We see this shit every year and it keeps getting bigger. Every single year we see it and it keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting bolder to the point to where they're going to start to think, well, you know what? If we all do this, how about maybe five? Because guess what? The FBI is not investigating these people. They want you and me to think That this is a a small event. They want me and you to think that the problem is. Is that Young Thug and Gunna. Is running a so-called criminal enterprise. So these small sale groups that are available. That are all over the United States. They have no network. And on top of that. They are not criminals. But just so happen. They have access to guns and bullets. You want to know why? Because they are targeting black people from both sides. See, it's not looked at as something that needs to be criminal. When you're focusing on a specific race, this is why. And I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I do support some of the things that he was doing. But one of the most important things that I did respect about Donald Trump is that he let people know exactly who he was. Exactly who he was. And as a result of that. That made. Different subgroups. Of racist entities. Rise up. Who would have ever thought in the United States history. That the White House would have been stormed. By an angry mob of people that were threatening to kill innocent people. Y'all better listen to me when I'm telling y'all this. And guess what? How did they do it? They did this through being strategic and communicating. None of these people were investigated. None of them. Some of these people worked at your school. Some of them were in corporations. Some of these people were. um, They worked for counties. Local legislation. They were in all walks of life. But they want you to think. That the GS9, that one member of the GS9, when that dude had killed that dude in New York, they want you to think, oh, that's the problem. That's the problem. They're doing it. They're doing it. God damn it. And we haven't heard shit from these people. It was hundreds of people that storm that damn white house we've been so that shit has been swept up under the rug you want to know why because it was a form of white supremacy y'all i think they got a few of the leaders but trust and believe that's not all that they got We need to start to become more aware of the capabilities of white supremacy. And there's no other way that we can do this without actually being without start to listen. We think we know the principles of white supremacy. We think we understand exactly what it's about. We think we know how to identify a white supremacist. We don't. Because if we did, we would have understood the pattern of a person, of a killer like Peyton. We would have understood the communications of the Proud Boys. They say they're not a, a white nationalist organization. I mean, even, hell, even they have created an adjective or another slogan. It's not white supremacists anymore. It's white nationalists. See how that's changed? See how it has morphed? From the Ku Klux Klan, David Duke let us know that. Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a Klansman. I'm a politician. I'm educated. I have a wife. I have a family. See, this is what we don't really understand, right? These people have families. They're husbands. They're doctors. They're lawyers. They're janitors. They're concrete pours. We don't understand this shit. You want to know why? Because we are looking at our own people and our own people. See, anybody could point out a crib. If that's what he's claiming himself to be. You want to know why? Because he advertises himself by the blue colors that he affiliates with. Anybody will know what a blood is. You want to know why? Because he advertises himself by the colors that he wear, by his voice and how he speaks, and some bloods refuses to use the word "see." The same with crips. So this is the reason why law enforcement will be able to say they're the enemy, and this is the reason why when we see these big investigations of, oh, you know, 40 people just got indicted. What do you mean 40 people just got indicted? We went back 10 years. We went back this many years. So you mean to tell me in 10 years you indicted 40 people and they were supposed to been doing what? And you allowed them to do this for 10 years? Come on, man. Stop. You know what that means? That means that three people in there that got caught doing something wrong. Literally got caught doing something wrong and then they communicated. They they caught onto a communication pattern. And even though they didn't do anything wrong, they talked about doing something wrong. But these people are the enemy. If you could go back and look in any investigation when it comes down to any of these rappers. Right. Maybe three to four murders. Maybe three to four. And we're talking about in a 12 year time. Five years. Ten years. Fifteen years. Twenty years. You got these people out here. They're planning to kill. Hurt. And destroy multiple people within hours. And they have the ability to do it right now. So we can't depend on our penal system. Right. To do that, we. Have to do it for ourselves, we have to we have to properly educate ourselves. On what white supremacy is because once we know and we understand it then we will be able to say hey look this and this and this you don't want to do even if you're even I've seen this I've seen this myself and I know these people were racist but they appear to be just common everyday people but if you notice in a tense situation, you can tell. You know what? You got something going on. And really and truly, I don't give a fuck that you hate me. Right. But I could tell that you're being overly, overly aggressive. Totally unfair. And I am in a situation where I feel that I'm always having to either defend myself. This is in a corporate setting. Or just things are being exaggerated. Trust and believe me. And I guarantee you, if you're black, whether you're male or female, and you're listening to this, you can be like, damn. This shit has really happened. And I didn't think, I didn't know what it was. I knew it was some bullshit. And you thinking that you're just dealing with, it's just a regular white person that you're dealing with. Nah, my G. no. No, sir, my brother. No, ma'am. You're dealing with a fucking white supremacist and you don't know it. It's a difference. You think that these people ain't ready if you want to. You think that they're not itching for the chance. Our community, black people, wake the fuck up. Y'all think these people ain't itching for the chance to say, you know what? Okay, it's an all-out war. Or or we have to actually fight for resources. Literally fight and shoot and kill. Y'all people think that these people are not itching for the chance to do this shit. They are. They are ready. We're the ones on our high horse and we're thinking... And we're thinking that they're not ready. We're still the ones that are thinking that, you know what, that these white people aren't raising their children. And then basically, since their children yell at them, oh, that couldn't, that couldn't be me. That couldn't be me. That couldn't be me. That couldn't be me. And I do this and I do that. You ain't doing a motherfucking thing. Because your kid is out here running wild and and, and, and and telling you what and when and what you could do and what type of car you going to buy. And you better have those damn Jordans when I come home and all this other type shit. And black people are not disciplining their fucking kids. I don't want to hear shit. You think these people aren't ready. You think that the average white boy right now does not know how to shoot a gun. You think these people do not know how to grow food. Hell, Who the the hell you think feeding your ass? You think that they don't know how to mine water or clean water or build camps and do all this type shit. Black people can't do that. We can't. And to us, this type of shit is... Amazing, like wow. They just went over there and built that house, man. Look at that shit. To them, they're like thinking, like, that was a horrible fucking job. We're not ready. We are not ready. Did you hear, did you read what this guy said? He said that he scoped and mapped the place out. That's what he said. With architectural drawings... Architectural drawings. And then he went to the place. And then he went to the place. To make sure that it was done. So right now. I could ask anyone. Anyone here. Because, see, we have never considered white communities ghettos. We have never considered the people there are selling so many drugs. And creating so much havoc within their own community. We've never considered that. And as a matter of fact, we've always considered that white people got their drugs from black people. That they didn't have any access to anything. That's a damn lie. These people making more drugs, homemade drugs than you can even imagine. They're getting more money Than you can even imagine. We don't even know. We don't even know. What's the main. Economic. System. of white nationalists. We don't know that. We don't know how these people raise money. Now, from another standpoint, we know how black um, black organizations get their money. Hell, some of them get it from white people. Rich organizations that they catch discriminating against white, uh, uh, black people and then they guilt trip them and get funds specifically. I can guarantee you that Wells Fargo is sponsoring either the National Urban League or the NAACP. Oh yeah. This really happens. Ladies and gentlemen, these very corporations chase. Oh yeah. That won't give us mortgages. They make a healthy donation to these people, to these to these black organizations. There's no doubt about it. And some people would say that that's backwards, but from a survival standpoint, that's genius, because if you could sacrifice. And this is just from an economic standpoint. If you could sacrifice about 10 million a year to hold back several African-Americans from acquiring property and getting business loans to put their family and their community in a different economic situation. To me, that's a perfect trade off. See, we need to understand this shit and it's not. From a racism standpoint. I'm not saying this from a racism standpoint. I'm saying this from a survival standpoint. This is the reason why. I just made a whole podcast. Based on racism and survival. In our community. This is survival. These people ain't playing. They really out here trying to smash it. And we really out here trying to smash each other. They're really on a world domination role. And we're just like, you know what? I got Gucci, Louis and Prado. Who are you? We're really, we're ready to pull up in Benzes and Escalade's and they're saying, you know what? We have a. A hundred acre farm. That could feed a thousand communities. So who's who's the one that's really flossing? Us or them? I guarantee you it's them. Because if it really comes down to it. Hell. 90 I would say a good 70 percent of billionaires are white. So they'll have enough money if something really goes on in the United States and then where every every race has to fend for themselves, shit, white people are going to be good. That's a fact. But back to back to the point that I'm saying. The reason why we have to understand white supremacists, white nationalists, white racist groups. Is because then we will understand what's coming in front of us. We have seen the mutation of food. We've seen it. In the mid to late 90s, we started to understand that our children were growing exponentially bigger at a younger age. It's something that we've never seen before. We start to see boys grow a lot taller, their muscle mass started to become a lot bigger and guess what we also seen as an acceleration disease children being born with disease whenever you all have some time and if you think that I'm lying Go look and do some research in the amount of black children. That are born with some form of disabilitating disease. Or health ailment. That's very important, y'all. And here's the reason why. If more black children are born with a health ailment. Or some form of disease. Then what does that mean? That means that down the line, this person is not going to be able to do what? Create offspring. This shit is deep. See, I was talking about, I made this example based on what? A more like people coming with crosses and different things like that. And they're marching and they're coming with guns. These people are also scientists as well. They're also uh, sociologists, psychologists, psychologists, psychiatrists. These are the people that are giving us medicine. They are creating health systems. See, this white supremacist, white nationalist thing, we have to really understand exactly what who's at the bottom of it. See these wild people that's out here that's shooting and shit. That's only one part of it. It goes much deeper than that. And if you don't believe me. in the great words of Chena Jane James, just watch. Just watch. Very rarely now will you see an all black show. The commercials that are on television are multiracial that we see. I can guarantee you one damn thing. You ain't finna see that shit on Telemundo. We don't even know what a Jewish television show is. We don't know that. And if it is a Jewish television show. It's so boring to us. Because all of our. The shit that we use for entertainment. Is based on. Toxic and generational curses that we're still fighting to this day. See, there was a time. That if your grandmother was sick. That your grandmother or father lived in the home with you. These days, look how many black people are in the nursing home. We have gotten to a position to where we don't even want to take care of our own ancestors. Oh, yeah. Where your grandmother live at? Oh, oh yeah. She live across town. What? She live across town with all that shit going on over there. Y'all let her stay over there by herself. It has got to the point to where. We don't even recognize the danger in that. This is why we need to be multi, a multi-layered family. And basically, that's at the end of the day, that's basically what this is all coming down to. Our families are breaking up. I said this, I said this a podcast ago, maybe like 10 podcasts ago. The re, a lot of the real reasons why black people are struggling is because we're not married, we're not together as a family. We've been trained, we've been trained. To say, hey, look, once your son or daughter reaches 18, they're on their own. So now they got to go out and they got to get the, They got to find them an apartment, get them a job or either if they're going to school. They got to do this stuff on, by themselves. Well, they have to grow up and be a be a man or be a woman. No. That's not it. Now. My family wasn't perfect and we still ain't perfect right now. But my mom and dad did let me know. You know what? Hey, son, you know what? You got a choice. If you want to go to school, you could come back here. You could do whatever you could stay here. I had the option of staying home until I was 30 years old. And at the time, I thought it was some lame shit. But now as I got older, I realized, you know what? They were only giving me the opportunity to be with them. And we all put our money together versus me being in one place struggling and they're back home struggling because I didn't come from a lot of money. But I guarantee you, if I would have stayed at home, then guess what? The amount of money that I was getting, I didn't have to pay no outside rent. We could have built onto to our home and I could have had my own little area. Every day I would have been waking up seeing my mom and dad everything is cool or if i would have had children you know we could have either built on or i could have saved enough money and you know they would have been like you know well okay son you know what you got your own family right now now it's time for you to get your own your own home or you know what well, guess what we got a couple more acres back out there you know what be your own house out there son yeah so that way if it do if it, you, you you know you didn't save about forty thousand dollars you don't got to go. You don't have to go spend all of this money just so for you and your kids to live. You understand what I'm talking about? This is what's called survival. Survival. I know I done got a little bit off of the white supremacist thing, right? But I want you all to do yourself a favor, right? And this is where the idea that this young lady B. Simone. She got this idea that Dr. Martin Luther King cheated on his wife. And you want to know why this came from the FBI when they were investigating Dr. Martin Luther King. Even back then they were trying to pull dirt on black on powerful black men. But she's so naive. To think that that tape could have been doctored. This was also a part of white supremacy. This was the narrative that they have been trying to pull for the longest time. See, if she had studied some of the things they were trying to. Some of the things that they were trying to practice, she would have known that that was a tactic that they had been trying to pull. So the amount of attention and the amount of energy that she put into it. It was not going to be a lot. And as in actuality, what she could have did, she could have turned that and flipped it and used it. You see what I'm saying? I want everybody to go out. And get books based, up, based upon white supremacy. I'm going to do it. And maybe like within the next two, not maybe, within the next two podcasts, I'm going to come back and I'm going to break down exactly what I have read and what I have learned. And I'm also going to disseminate this to the audience to put it out there. Because, yes, they did use rap music as a motivating factor for those shootings, and like I said, you know what some of these man why am what's what's due name uh, um Melly in Florida he killed his two best friends <laughs> triple X titacion um A lot of other people. Look, dude. Mm -mm. Even the ones that go and shoot up the mall. Because there's been a lot of mall shootings in urban America. Guess what? They didn't fucking kill damn near 36 people. And it's been tons of mall shootings. To hell. And I'm not doing this because I still think the shit that they doing, that's a a whole nother show. I still think that that shit is pitiful, it's trifling, it's low down, and it is a crime. But we have to call a fucking spade a spade. That's something that we got a forearm block and be like, y'all, you know what, y'all keep that shit over there. Our children are already fucking up enough. Don't put that on them. So. Even though I've been all over the place. I've tried to tie it back in. To what's exactly what's really really going on. And what we have to know. To not only to protect. But survive. In these days and times. In our black community. Right? Um, uh, because one thing for sure and two things for certain Tulsa Oklahoma, the Tulsa bombings, that shit is for real. We don't know what it was really based off of, but hell, what else could have been based off of? White people came and bombed black people. It's for real. And don't you think for one second that it won't happen again based on hate. So we have to be able to use our knowledge today and say, hey, you know what? Whenever we start seeing this, because see, nobody has never done a psychological study. Or talked about the clues. That led up to that. We just knew it happened. We just knew it happened. We don't know what led up to it. See, because back then there was no radio. I mean, there was no Facebook. See, but what's what what what's going on now is, is that these people, when they're posting different things, they're posting it and letting you know. The same way that our children are posting guns and shit, that dude posted that shit on social media was like, you don't think I'll do it. Hold up. Watch this. So did the dude in Buffalo. You don't think I do it. Hold up. Watch this. And they was also communicating on a social media app. Watch this. Protect your family. Protect. Your home protect your protect our communities in all levels and facets in all levels of areas. We're not talking about racism. We're talking about survival. I'd like to thank you again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid Podcast. Um make sure that you go out And you buy or you educate yourself on white supremacists, white and white nationalism. So that way us as an actual community will be able to protect ourselves and we won't have to depend upon the government to do that because at this point in time, we know damn well that they're not. Thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host Jerome. You can find me on Facebook at Thorn Media. Even though I don't post on my Facebook page, I'm still there. Sometimes I put up my podcast. Um Jerome Thorn on Facebook, Virtual Hustle 77 on Instagram, Rome Empire on Twitter. Y'all have a great day.